0: Thank you for listening to the Celebration Church podcast. For more information about Celebration Church, go to ccakron.org. There you will find information about our church, upcoming events, and how to make a contribution to the ministry of Celebration Church. We hope this message is an encouragement to you. I'm going to ask you all to sing with me for a minute. I want to pray... First over Zach and Heather, and then over Grace, I've got a word for you guys that I felt the Lord gave me this morning. For this couple, and for, for Zach and Heather, I wanna give you this, these scriptures. Um, I was just thinking about this in, in relationship to, to this region and to God's plan for you and for this church. Um, he says, let me read, it says in Deuteronomy 7, says um, so shall the Lord your God do he says um, moreover the Lord your God will send the hornet among them until those who are left who hide themselves before you are destroyed you shall not be terrified by any of them for the Lord your God the great and awesome God is among you and the Lord your God will drive out those nations before you this is the part little by little little by little I'll drive out the nations before you you'll be unable to destroy them at once lest the beasts of the field become numerous for you. So the Lord has got a plan of possessing the land for you guys. Um, It's gonna be different than you thought, but step by step, day by day, like Pierce was preaching about last night, and the other, Joshua chapter one, verse seven through nine, only be strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the law, which Moses, my servant, commanded you, and do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you might observe to do all that's written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong, and of good courage, and do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Lord, we thank you, God, for your uh, the mantle that you've placed upon this couple, or the mantle of heaven, Lord God. Step by step, day by day, here a little and there a little, Lord God. Here a little and there a little, Lord. Doors opening. Doors opening for the advance of the kingdom of God. Lord, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done, Lord, in this region, in the Great Lake region, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. You've given them the keys, Lord. The keys. The gifts of the Spirit of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I went for grace. Um, You know, there's a scripture in um, Zechariah that talks about... um, uh, it reminds about uh, your name. It talks about shouts of grace, and he says that in that passage, he's, he's prophesying about the building of the house of God. And he says that um, the Lord's going to build His house um, with shouts of grace. And he says, and he, he talks about Jesus being the, the capstone, the first stone, and then the cornerstone, the last stone. It's built the the, the the cornerstone's the first stone, capstone's the last, and head backwards. And that's, that's what he says li- here, th- little by little. But here's the scriptures that I wanted to read to you. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 is the first one. Um, he says, Therefore also, also, since we are surrounded by these so great a cloud of witnesses, lay aside every weight and the, the sin which so easily instears us, and let us run with endurance the race that's set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher, He's the author and the finisher who, for the joy that was set before Him, endured the cross. And here's the, um, the other verse that I have for you. And this is um, very powerful out of Isaiah. Isaiah 42, verse 9 and 10. It says, um, Behold, the former things have come to pass, and new things I declare to you. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. Sing to the Lord a new song and His praise from the ends of the earth. You who go down to the sea and all that's in you, is in it, you coastlands and your inhabitants of them. So, you know, God wants to, what you're doing is is supernatural. It can't be done just in natural abilities or talent. And you gotta just lean and lean and lean and lean and depend on Him. He's given you a mantle uh, for this church and for this region. And Lord, I thank you, God. Thank you, God, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit. Thank you for the keys, Lord, the equipment, to complete this work that you've begun in our sister. Father, Here a little and there a little, Father. We thank you for the increase that we see, Lord, day upon day. Lord, you're the author. You've begun this beautiful work in her heart and in her life, and you're the finisher, Lord God. Thank you, Lord, for supernatural equipment, Lord. Yes. Supernatural equipment, Lord God. Thank you for a fresh... Fresh oil, fresh mantle upon her head, fresh oil, fresh mantle upon her head, or that you've, com- you've promised or the work that you've begun in her, you'll complete it. Si, ba, braco mandaya. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Father, in Jesus name. Amen. Let's give God some praise y'all. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, you are awesome, 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 awesome in this place. You are awesome, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's just take a minute, y'all. Lift your hands with me. Lord, we welcome you. Precious Jesus. Precious Jesus, we welcome you, Lord, in this, in this house, Lord. We acknowledge your presence here, God. Lord, we say, not by might, nor by power. Lord, your work will be accomplished. Not by human ability, human talents, human ingenuity. But by my spirit, says the Lord. Lord, we thank you, Lord God, for a fresh a fresh mantle upon this congregation, Lord God. Thank you, Lord, for fresh oil, Lord God. Fresh oil. Fresh oil that would come from heaven, Lord, to equip us, to endue us with power, Lord, to do the works of Jesus. To equip us with power to do the works of Jesus. Lord, we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Y'all can be seated. Thank you, Lord. You know we have a um, something that you might be able to to tap into. Some of you I, I know already have. We have a, a a daily devotion that's on the internet. It's called, of all things, it's called the Bailey Drink. That's the, that's what it's called, and you can just you can just. Google that, the Bailey drink, and you'll find it. And it's not the Irish cream version. It's the, it's the Holy Ghost version. <laughs> it's the new wine version. And Paris wrote a blog recently on that. Um, it's a daily, a daily thing that comes out um, about the works of Jesus. And that's what I want to share about this morning. I want to share about the, the, the mantle or the anointing that's on Jesus. Now, here's the, here's the, this is the most incredible thing. This is what Jesus told his disciples just the night before he left them. He said, the things that I've done, the works that you've seen me do, you're going to do also, he said. The works that I did, you're going to do also. John 14, 12. And he was, he was talking about not, a, not, not human ability because the works of Jesus can't be performed by, by human ingenuity, human power the works of Jesus are totally, totally supernatural. And he told him, he said, he, said, I, I, he says, it's, it's for your benefit, it's expedient for you that I go away. Because if I go away, he's going to come. The Holy Ghost, the Allos Paracletos, another helper. And when he comes, he will equip you to do the very things that I've been doing these last three, three and a half years. And that's, that's church. That's, that's what man's heart is hungering for. Man's heart is hungering not for another get-rich-quick scheme. Man's heart is hungering for the, for the divine presence of God. That's what, that's what we were made to enjoy, the presence of God. And nothing else is going to satisfy our hungry hearts. We were made to, to enjoy God. We're not complete. We don't find our rest in our soul, until we are endued with that power from on high, until Christ himself fills us through and through. And it's out of that endowment, out of that equipping of the Holy Ghost that we're able to, to do the works of Jesus, to honor him, to glorify him. So I want to just share a little bit. Um, I don't know how much of this they're going to put on the overhead, but we'll just, um, just t- first I want to talk about the baptism of Jesus. When Jesus was was baptized in the Jordan River. You just think about it, you know, Jesus of Nazareth. Up until the time he was 30, there wasn't anything really unusual that stood out about him. The people in the town of Nazareth didn't think there was anything that unusual about him. He was the son of a carpenter, and many of them ate on tables that Pablo him and his dad had made and sat on chairs that him and da- his dad had made in that little town of, of Nazareth. But something changed in the life of Jesus when he was 30 years old. When he was 30 years old, he went out to hear his cousin John the Baptist preach. John had been preaching and the whole, t- the, all of, all of, of Israel had, had really had stopped to go out to the Jordan River to hear this prophet preach and prophesy. They hadn't had a prophet appear in, in Israel for 400 years. Since the time of the Old Testament prophets, it had been 400 years since, the, since a man like this, like John the Baptist, had been on the scene. And he was out prophesying in the wilderness. And they were shutting down their, their villages, their businesses, their schools. And they were all going out to hear John prophesy. And Jesus went out and he heard John prophesy. And he, went to, he submitted himself. Just think about this. Jesus of Nazareth. The second person of the Trinity, Jesus, the Son of God, Jesus, the Son of Man, submitted himself to the ministry of the prophet John. He went and was baptized in the Jordan River. But when Jesus was baptized in the Jordan River that day, he was baptized also into a second substance not just the H2O of the Jordan River but he was also immersed into another substance that day that was life changing his life would never be the same he would no longer just be the, the carpenter's son from Galilee. He took on a, another mantle that day as he was baptized in the Jordan River. The Bible says the heavens were opened. A voice came from heaven that said, this is the son of my love. This is my beloved son. Hear him. And the Holy Spirit fell on Jesus that day, the Bible says, in a bodily form like a dove. And he would no longer just be the, the carpenter's son from Nazareth but now he was Jesus the anointed one the title Jesus the Christ in Greek or Jesus the Messiah in Hebrew means Jesus the anointed one from that day Jesus of Nazareth was anointed with the Holy Ghost and with power and went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed by the devil for God was with him his life changed his ministry changed it says in Luke 4.14 that Jesus returned into Galilee and the power of the Spirit and the news of Him went out through all the surrounding regions. So from that day, the, 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 the life of Jesus changed and He began to, to go out and preach the Word of God. The Word of God. So here in Luke 5.17, look at, look at the power that was released through His words. You know, the Word of God is, is powerful. Did you know that? The word of God is powerful. And that's, that's what Jesus did. He went out and, and he, he, he preached the word of God. And this is an amazing thing. He, Jesus not only preached the word of God, Jesus is the word of God. Yes. The word became flesh. The word of the Father took on a human body and tabernacled amongst us. And he, he came and he, he leaned on the word of God. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. That proceeds out of the mouth of God, and Jesus preached the Word of God. The Word of God is, is 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 the foundation of our life. There's power in the Word of God. It says it like this in Luke five seventeen. It happened on a certain day as he was teaching. Um, that there was Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who came from every town of Galilee in, 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 in Judea and Jerusalem. So he was, and he was teaching the Word of God. He was sitting there teaching the Bible and people were coming to listen to him teach the Word of God. So there's, there's power in the written Word of God. There's power and substance in the preached Word of God. You know, this is, when you come to church, it's for more than just give, getting a few tips on how to live a better life. This is not a, a self-help seminar kind of an environment. It's supernatural. Yeah. The preaching of the Word of God is not just somebody giving you educational information. But the Word of God is, pa- the, is the power of God. The Word of God is the revelation of God. You know, you think about, I think about in Acts chapter, um, Acts chapter 2, on the day of Pentecost, a couple of supernatural things happened. They were all, this is, they were all gathered together in one place. Acts chapter 2, suddenly there came a sound from heaven like the sound of a rushing mighty wind. And then all 120 people were filled with the Holy Spirit. And it says in Acts 2, it says, and they all began to speak in other tongues. Now, the word that's used in that passage, they began to speak, was not the normal word. It's, it's, I, I'm not going to get into all the, the, the Greek words this morning, but there, it wasn't the normal average word for, for speaking a word. It was, it was a word that was for elevated discourse. It described a supernatural utterance. Speaking in tongues was not just normal, it was a supernatural utterance. And that's what that passage says. But then it goes on to say that, you know, it caused a disruption in the community. The people began to say, these guys are drunk, what's going on? And, and Peter stood up to begin to explain what was going on and he opened his mouth and he began to speak in a language that was understood by the people that were there. in the the common language of the people in Jerusalem that day. And as he spoke, he used the same exact word. He wasn't just speaking in a natural vocabulary. He was speaking speaking in elevated discourse. It was a language that they understood, but it was was the anointing of the Holy Ghost in the words that he was preaching. He was proclaiming the word under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. It was the preaching of the word of God. The preaching of the Word of God will change your life if you have ears to hear. Yeah. The preaching of the Word of God is an opportunity for impartation to take place. It's, it's just like the, the laying on of hands. When, when hands are laid upon you and your heart is open and you're receiving, there's an impartation of supernatural life. In the, in the preaching of the Word of God, there's an impartation of supernatural life if you have ears to hear. Can you imagine what it was like to be there that day when Jesus was, was proclaiming the word of God on the, on the Mount of Beatitudes. He was preaching the greatest sermon that was ever preached. And he was proclaiming the word of God. The anointing in the word of God was changing people's lives. Some people got it. Some people didn't. Mary of Bethany, she wanted to sit at the feet of Jesus because she understood that there was life in his words. She wanted to get as close as she could to him. She heard the word of God. It awakened her soul. And so this is, this is what happened when, when Peter stood up and began to preach. He was proclaiming the word of God under the unction of the Holy Ghost. And his words carried life. They carried power to those who had ears to hear. And that first day, 3,000 people heard him proclaim the gospel. They believed his word. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. And they were baptized. There was an anointing on the preaching of the apostles. There's an anointing in the written word today. There's an anointing when you, when you sit down and it's important for you to have a, a, a daily devotional time. It's important for you to set aside time out of every day to, to study, to show yourself approved. To read the word of God, to soak it in and let the, let the written word of God bring life into your soul. This this book is life itself. We read it, we drink it in. It becomes part of who we are, becomes part of our very nature. It transforms us from glory to glory into different kind of people. The written word of God carries the very power of God. Amen. Amen. So also, the, there, was, there was an anointing on Jesus, this anointing on Jesus, this anointing upon him. In Luke 5, 17, it says, in that same passage we just, we just read, he was in that house. The Pharisees had come to, to hear him preach that day. And, and it says that there was, uh, and the power of the Lord, the dunamis of the Lord was, was present in that room to heal the people. There's healing Power in the anointing. There's healing power in the tangible presence of God. Yeah, there is. His His presence carries heal. It's it's the, there's a, it's like a healing unction, a healing ointment. It talks about in Malachi chapter four. It says that that the Son of Righteousness will arise in the last days with healing in His. One translation says healing in His beams or in the rays of glory that are shining out from Him. There's an anointing that shines out from Jesus of Nazareth. There's an anointing that shines out from His Word today. There's an anointing that shines out when when people are baptized in the Holy Spirit or experiencing His power. There's healing power in the Word of God that changes everything about us. There's delivering power in the Word of God. Luke chapter 6, verse um, 17. And how much more do we need this in our world today? You know, there's no other solution to the drug crisis that our world is facing today than the supernatural power of God. Just good systems and good programs aren't enough. Just the 12-step programs on their own, without the power of the Holy Ghost, they're not good enough. They can never satisfy the hunger heart, a hungry heart of man that's grasping for something real. It tries to find it in a pill or in a bottle or in a drug injection of some sort. There's nothing about anything this world has to offer that can satisfy our hungry hearts. And only when our hearts are satisfied with God Himself can we be delivered from the, from the powers of this world that hold people in slavery and in bondage. You know, the, the whole point of this whole thing with Mary's song, getting these girls free from, from their addictions, is the power of God. Yeah. There's not a program good enough. And, and, and in this, this region, this region of, of, of America is experiencing a, a drug crisis right now. In the midst of that drug crisis, we need supernatural power. We need carriers. We need people carrying the power of God, doing the works of Jesus, the same things that Jesus did. We're power in their words and power in their touch. Power in their words and power in their touch. Not afraid of the gospel. Not ashamed of the gospel. Not ashamed of the power of God. Not ashamed of saying, can I, can I pray for you? Can I share something with you? Can I, can I touch you and pray for you today? I believe in the power of God to deliver people from drug addiction. It's in um, this passage in Luke 6, 17. Talking about the anointing that was on Jesus. He came down with them and stood on a level place with a crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people in all Judea and Jerusalem and from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon who came to hear him. They came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases, as well as those who were tormented with unclean spirits. Do you think they have any unclean spirits in Ohio? They're not just in Africa. There's unclean spirits in Ohio. There's unclean spirits in Louisiana. There's unclean spirits in America today. And they will only come out by the power of the Holy Ghost. We can't, we can't educate them out. We can't psychoanalyze them out. We can't give them another prescription to make them go away. There's only one thing that can drives out unclean spirits. And it's the power of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. And we have that. That's that's why we desperately need the baptism in the Holy Ghost today. Only the impartation and the power of God can overcome the works of the devil. We need more than just a feel-good thing. Amen. So, So they came to Jesus, as well as those who were tormented with unclean spirits. And they were all healed. And the whole multitude sought to touch him. For power, dunamis was going out from him and healing them all. The spirit of fear will come out in the name of Jesus. The Spirit of infirmity and sickness will come out in the name of Jesus. The spirit of lust and immorality will come out in the name of Jesus. Anger and addictions will come out in the name of Jesus. So that you don't, so don't have to be tormented any longer by unclean spirits. So we're talking about the, the anointing that's on Jesus. Um, there's, there was also a prophetic anointing upon Jesus. Jesus prophesied. He spoke about the last days. Jesus was a was a prophet. He was more than a prophet, but he was a prophet. He was a prophet. He is a priest, and he is the King of Kings. He prophesied. In Matthew 24, it speaks a little bit of him prophesying about these last days. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you're not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, and pestilences, and earthquakes, in various places. All these things are the beginning of sorrows. Jesus was, was prophesying. You know that same spirit of prophecy, the same anointing of prophecy is on his church today? Yes. It says in Revelations 19, I love this verse. It says, Worship, Je-, this angel was speaking to John. John was confused by all the, 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 the incredible things that he was seeing in, in heaven. And he got confused, and he fell down and began to worship an angel. And angel said, get up, don't worship me. I'm his fellow servant of Jesus. He said, worship God. And then he said something very unusual. He said, the, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. The te- that, think about this. What is the testimony of Jesus? The testimony of Jesus is, is what Jesus is doing in your life today. What is Jesus doing in your life? Is Jesus alive in your life today? Is he moving in your life today? Is the is the power of the Spirit alive in your life today? Well, that's the testimony of Jesus. It's what Jesus is doing in your life today. It's it's the prophetic um mantle of God that's working in his church it's the testimony of Jesus Jesus is, is walking through the earth today it's, he's just not limited to one human body anymore he's in you and he's in me he's in, in all parts of the world at the same time and he's working through signs and wonders and miracles through our words and through our touch and through our love it's the testimony of Jesus living and breathing and moving as we find the unlovely as we find the hurting people in our world and in our community, and we begin to reach out to them in, in the name of the Lord. Let me move a, a little bit further. I want to just step into something a little bit different, just for time's sake. Um, this is amazing to me, this, this thought. You know, Jesus, of course, became a man. He took on a human body. He was born of the Virgin Mary. So he had an existence in eternity with his father, Before he was a man. He hasn't always been a man. He's always been the son of God. But he became a son of man when he took on a human body, right? But here's the mere, this is the thing that's astounding to me. He became a man permanently when he became a man. Today, he's still a man. Today, if you were able, if we were able to, to leave our earthly place right now and go to a place in heaven, seated at the right hand of the Father is this incredible human Jewish man, Jesus of Nazareth. He's still a man right now. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. He's there as my representative. He's representing me before the Heavenly Father. He's my heavenly mediator, my heavenly high priest. That's who He is today. He's praying for me, and He's praying for you right now. But this is, this is the amazing thing. There's, there is this... When Jesus, just think about this for a moment. When Jesus was raised up from the dead, we celebrated last Sunday Easter. He ascended into heaven. Can you imagine the scene in heaven when he came to heaven for the first time as a man? When he came down the golden streets, leading captivity captivity, he had the 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 the, the those he had resur- that, that had been that he had liberated from death. He had Elijah and David and Moses and, and all, the, the, all the prophets from the Old Testament, Isaiah and Ezekiel, they were, they were with him as he came walking down the streets of gold for the first time. And he walked up to the Father's throne and he, he took his place at the right hand of the Father as a man. This is, this is pretty amazing. He sat down at the right hand of the Father. And this is what happens. We see a glimpse of this in Hebrews chapter 1. He took his place at the right hand of the Father And the father said, this is my son. And then the father says he anointed his son with the oil of gladness. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 9. Just as Jesus was baptized as a man in the Jordan River for his earthly ministry, when Jesus sat down at the right hand of the father as king of kings and lord of lords, he was baptized as our heavenly high priest to fulfill his heavenly ministry. Now, what is his, his, his chief heavenly ministry? Does anyone know? Does anyone know what the chief heavenly ministry of Jesus is today? You're a Pentecostal church. His chief heavenly ministry today, seated at the right hand of the Father, his main function today is the baptizer in the Holy Ghost. That's who he is that's who he is today when he was here on earth he said he he didn't baptize anybody when he was here on earth his disciples baptized people and John baptized people he didn't because there was another baptism that that was reserved for him when he sat down at the right hand of the Father he became the heavenly baptizer in the Holy Ghost that we could begin to receive the same mantle that he walked in as a man we can step into that mantle it's a Holy Ghost mantle that comes upon us, that we can begin to do the works of Jesus. We can preach like we're from another world. We can lay hands on the sick and see them recover. We can speak in other tongues. We can drive out demons with our words, just like Jesus did, because there's now a mantle resting on His church. It's supernatural. It's the power of God that rests upon us now. It's power for evangelism. It's power for healing the sick. It's power for ministering to people that are obsessed and oppressed by demons, people that are alcoholics or drug addicts or are going through whatever drama they're going through in their life. There's power on us to minister to the hurting, broken lives of our community. It's the the mantle and the anointing of Jesus. He's anointed you with the power of the Holy Ghost. So John, this was his, this was his last, the the last recorded vision in the book of Revelations. When he was caught up in the Spirit, he had these seasons, series of, of visions. And the last one that he had in Revelations 22, he said, I saw a throne. He said, Sitted on the throne was Jesus, the Lamb of God, the Lion of the tribe of Judah. And he said, Proceeding from this throne, proceeding from the Father and the sun was a river. He said it was flowing out. He's flowing out, proceeding from the Father and the Son. It's the same river that Ezekiel saw in his vision. He said that he went into it, he got into it ankle deep, knee deep, then, then over his head. It was a river of healing for the nations. It was the same river that David sang about. He says, there is a river that flows through the city of God. He says it brings joy to the city of God. It's the same river that Jesus prophesied about on the Feast of Tabernacles when he stood up in the temple and began to prophesy and said, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Jesus said, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink and drink and drink. And out of his belly will flow a river of living water. It's a river of ministry. It's a river of preaching. It's a river of healing. It's a river of prophecy. It's a river that that will transform the nations. And it's more than enough. It's more than enough. It's more than enough. Hallelujah. Yeah, there is a river. It's the river of God. It's the river that satisfies our thirsty souls if anyone is thirsty let him come to me and drink you know the world is looking everywhere today to satisfy its thirsty soul they're looking in they're looking in all sorts of places that they shouldn't look in you know some people try to find their their satisfaction looking at porno sites on the web i'm sure that's not a problem in ohio (laughs) some people have they try to satisfy their hungry soul with with an alcohol drink they go and get have another drink and um, alcohol is their 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 pleasure of choice and others it's with drug abuse substance abuse all you know it's some it's their it's their, their ambitious dreams to be rich and wealthy to just to buy another toy to to put in their collection you know, whatever, whatever it is, whatever your sin of choice is, but it's, the thing is, is that you are created, you are created by God for something far better than that. Yeah. There's nothing in this created world that can ever satisfy the thirst of your soul. Yeah. Because you are thirsty, but you're, you are thirsty for something very, very specific. We are thirsty for God. Yeah. You and I, we are thirsty for God. Maybe you haven't realized it yet, but that's what your basic, that's what your basic need is inside of you as a human being. You're created in the image of God and and nothing less than God will satisfy the thirst of your soul. Yeah, your thirst is huge. It's bigger than you can ever imagine. It's it's a God-sized thirst. And there's nothing created that can, that can fill that need in your soul. You're longing for God. And as you, as you find your rest and your peace in God, in God alone, He not only satisfies your soul, but He becomes a fountain inside of you, a fountain that has a, a tendency to overflow. And it overflows into the, into the world. It overflows into Akron, into Cleveland, into Ohio. It overflows into the nations and begins to touch the worlds. Because it's the solution that mankind is longing for. If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink, and out of his belly will flow rivers of living water, rivers of life that'll go out and touch those that are all about you and all around you. It's the supernatural nature of God. Yeah, there is a river. There is a river. This river is real. Oh, this river is more real than you, can, than you can ever imagine. This river never dries up. You know, um, yeah. Paris and I have mentioned a few times the outpouring in our church in 1994. It was quite disturbing to some people. You know, of, of all things, it was disturbing to some preachers. They lost control. They lost control. Their agendas got thrown out the window, and they didn't, they didn't, they didn't like it. And, and um, there was this one guy who was... Um, a pastor in our, in our region down there in South, southeastern Louisiana. And he made this, after a couple, about a, a year of this, he got up in his pulpit one day and said, well, the, the river is over. He made an official declaration. <laughs> it was good, but it's over now. Let's get back to work. But the one, there's one problem with that. He made, the one little problem with that. and Well, it's actually a huge problem. The, the river... Is eternal. It'll never be over. <laughs> and and the, the, the second problem is the river is a person. It's not an experience. The river is the third person of the Trinity. The river is the, is the Holy Ghost, and He's not going away. He's not going to leave. He's here to the end. He said He promised. Jesus said He's going to be with you even to the end of the age. This river is the river of God the river of God that all mankind is is longing for. It's the source of life. It's the source of our ministry. Amen. Let's stand, y'all. Let's stand together. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's just take a few minutes and just... um, just drink together for a few minutes. Just, just worship Him with your heavenly language, just your voices, right now for a moment. if you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, just let it bubble up and inside of your belly. Yeah, there is a river. This river flows out of us. Yeah, it's a river of it's a river of life. It's a river of healing. Everywhere this river goes, Tam Bramba Sekende. Everywhere this river goes, everywhere this river goes, this, this river goes there's healing. la sakalamandrete. Everywhere this river goes, there's healing. Healing for your soul. Healing for your mind. Healing for your body. Healing for your soul. Healing for your mind healing for your body yeah there is a river of healing that's flowing from the throne of God it flows out from Jesus everywhere the the Lord went when He was here on earth everywhere He went signs and wonders and miracles took place everywhere He went He touched the hurting and they were healed by the power of His touch there's power in His touch this morning there's power in His touch for you If you're suffering physically or suffering emotionally, there's power in His touch for you this morning. There's healing in His hands. There's healing in His presence. There's healing flowing out from Him. Just lift your hands with me for a moment. Let it come, Lord, right now. Let your healing river flood into this place. Let your healing presence just wash over us. Right here, right now, Lord. There is a river. Ya ya ramaseri andamas there is a river there is a river camberia samaron dosti beyond amaramasala la la maranda ma yeri andala la la masendra maranda ya yeri andala there is a river yeah there is a river yeah there is a river Ha ha! Yeah, 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 yeah. There is a river. There is a river. I can feel it now flowing over me. There is a river. It's flowing over me right now. There is a river flowing over me right here, right now. Yeah, I, You have to just—you have to take time to get into His presence. You know, there was this. There's a, a story in the Bible. Very interesting stories about a very powerful man powerful captain of an army army of 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 the syrian army and he had heard reports of this prophet he actually heard it from his servant girl heard reports of this prophet in israel that 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 had healing miracles taken place and this guy had had this this powerful army um, captain had come down with um leprosy so he went down to see this prophet in Israel made a trip, got his chariots and his soldiers and went down to Israel and when he got there the prophet wouldn't even come out to talk to him it, did, it didn't turn out the way he thought he thought he was going to go down there he was a man that was important and he thought this prophet would wave his hand over him say some magic words and, and then his sickness would go away but the prophet sent a messenger to him and said um, tell, tell Naaman the Syrian Tell him to go to the Jordan River and go dip himself into the Jordan River it says yeah tell him to dip seven times into the Jordan River and this guy got he got furious he said I'm not gonna go we've got better rivers than that back in Syria I'm not going to baptize myself in that Jordan River it's a muddy old river I'm not gonna go and someone started talking some sense into him and said you know if he'd asked you to do something easy you would have done it just go. Just go. you got nothing to lose. So he went and he got into the river reluctantly. Everyone say reluctantly. He reluctantly got into the river. Didn't want to. Didn't think anything was going to happen. But he went and he got in. And he dipped one time. Then he dipped two times. He dipped three times. He dipped seven times into that river. And that river was a healing river. It cleansed his body. His body came out clean and white, clean and brand new like a baby's skin. All the leprosy was washed out of his body. There is healing for your soul and for your body. You've got to just step in. You've got to step in, step in. Just step into his presence. Right here, right now we're going to just worship God if you have physical if you're suffering physically or suffering emotionally I want you to come to the front right now we're going to lay our hands on you Paris and I are going to pray for you and believe for God's miracle power to touch and restore and make whole whatever's been broken whatever's been sick He's going to bring life and healing into you, into your body Thank you for joining the Celebration podcast. For more information, visit ccacron.org or call us at 330-762-7458. You can also download the Celebration app from iTunes or the Android store. With my father, it's so wonderful.